Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Ooh, 20. Nice. nice. Oh. That's two in a row. We're crushing it. <laughs> I'm so terrified for my role next time. <laughs> Just wait till two weeks from now. Right now, we're at that moment like when you're playing Overwatch and you're on fire. Your little picture in the bottom has flames around it because you're just doing so well. That's us. We all have little flames around our pictures in Skype. That's what it looks like. So I, I guess I don't have to feel bad about not buying fancy new dice at all. Is it Gen Con now? <laughs> Your dice are actually proving themselves. Mm-hmm. They're like, and it's okay. We're here. We're here for you. So let's hop right back into it. We're back in Kepler. We got some new yeah, art. Yeah, oh, we yeah, did. the new art. Yeah, for a hot second, I, I thought that it was a fan account when I saw it in my <laughs> timeline because the art was different and I'm very easily confused. But it is it is very cool new art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the new look. I like that we've, we're leaning into Amnesty now. We know our look. We know our characters. We know the feel of this show as we start this this third adventure. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding it comforting returning to the same sort of scenario yeah. after after the breaks. And I really, I want to give a shout out to, to Griffin for this voiceover, which is, you know, that kind of stuff where you're describing something mm-hmm. in an audio format. It can, it can be kind of clunky. Um, and I think the combination of his writing and his, his speaking ability is, yeah. is really good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. He's for sure a double threat. At least. <laughs> At least. <laughs> but yeah, no, he really delivers it. He's not just telling you a story. He's engaging you into this story that we are about to take this adventure together. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it starts off uh, real bad. Yeah. A little dark <laughs> opener here. It was sad because I was so excited. He was like, winter. I'm like, yay. Like, Holiday I, time. Winter. All yeah. caps. Totally stoked. Then he Bossed out the name Dannon, and of course I'm like, oh, Loose Dannon, Loose so Dannon, to meet this guy. <laughs> yeah. And then immediately a snow monster shows Kills up. Barclay's brother, Yancey the Getty, maybe oh. I don't know. And then we're died. I was like, I was so jazzed about everything, and then Rick. murdered. Gone. Rick, that's, no. that's well, you know, every every supernatural TV show, somebody's got to die in the opener. <laughs> but they don't. That's have just how it goes. To die. We didn't kill the boy from the last one, unless we did. Calvin did live. Well, he lived through that first episode. He never showed up again. Well, somebody go over to Calvin's house. Somebody Wait, check Calvin's house. Remember, I called this out. Ned dropped him off. He walked. Did. He didn't drop him off. He walked home. We never saw him again. Calvin. That's it's true. Calvin. They... This is Calvin. He became oh. the new monster. Ooh. Drive if... your kids home. <laughs> Make sure they get inside the door. Yeah. You idle in that car until your passenger gets to their front door. Right? It's just common courtesy, Ned. Come on. It's so polite. (laughs) We are wildly off topic, and I love it. (laughs) I'm going to make my dark joke, just like Wild Animal going wildly off the road. Anyway, um, so I let's get right into the story. (laughs) It's very soon. I apologize. Well, Travis had to make that foul play joke, too. So I guess you're Travis's in good company. is much cuter than mine. Because I wrote, <laughs> this is where I wish you guys could see my notes this time around. Because I wrote mm-hmm. duck puns for that. And then <laughs> and I you remember away. what they were. 
no, no, no. I glanced away and I glanced back at my screen. And so then I wrote, immediately reread this as dick puns. And one is just as Which probable is... as being correct as the other. So Absolutely. <laughs> Good work, everybody. <laughs> oh, and don't worry. They get into dick puns, too. <laughs> well, to take us back off topic here, when Duck is having his moment when he's having his vision here in the beginning and he rolls so terribly that uh (laughs) griffin says he's going to have to take a hard move against duck in the future yeah it took my gut right back into wonderland like the bad luck rolls is where my like my stomach just dropped like a little bit when he said it because that was where my mind went so i'm Mm -hmm. you can all be here in this hell with me (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely with a. I mean, because it was uh, the role was a two, but he's got a minus one on weird. <laughs> yeah, because he's committed. It was very so good. This, yeah, rolling that is ones. so that one that is definitely gonna come back to haunt him. And when you bad. roll a one, when you really shouldn't be able to roll a one, like you're always rolling two dice. Right. The one should be like that's bad. That's worse than a yeah. net one. I think that is. Yeah, it takes oh. real talent. Duck. I was impressed that Justin decided to interpret that like for himself. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do something terrible to myself and make uh-huh. that Duck had had was a bedwetter canonical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that they embrace this thing like, well, that was a shitty role. And I will also add to how bad that was. I will f- I will fess up to it. <laughs> Poor Duck. Not that there's anything to be ashamed of. Of a course lot of little, not. A lot of little kids are bedwetters. Well, and. A lot of adults. Until they get fairly old. <laughs> well, and he has this vision then, this dream that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a combination of bad things on top of bad things, which I wonder if it was like it all happened so fast and the dream was so bad that then like, does he wake up going, oh shit, and then as the phone is ringing, or does he wake up not even have time to realize, like, you know, sometimes you'll pick up your phone and you're still like half asleep and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Who am I even... I wonder if it was that he gets this awful call about his 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 estranged kind of friend. It sounds like later, uh, yeah, yeah, the Danimal, and then when he hangs up, he realizes like, oh man, also this. Also yeah, I, gotta do I think some that laundry. makes more sense. Yeah, also to do because you're woken up suddenly. Strip the sheets. And then... <laughs> yeah, what a morning. <laughs> what a day! It's only six a.m. It's perfectly good yeah. bowl and branch sheets. <laughs> Well, hopefully his morning will turn around with this invitation over to the lodge. Uh, but even before we get there, Griff asks everybody how their characters uh, celebrate or don't celebrate the holidays. And Ned gives us the saddest response. Oh, my God. I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, I, my heart was breaking. I was like, oh, no. This is, I will say, though, uh-huh. I like gruel. We grew up. Now, here's the thing. I knew we were going to have to unpack this because our stuff was Uh. not gruel. Mom and dad called it gruel because that's what it looked like. It was hamburger stroganoff was what we were actually eating. I mean, it was so... Wait, well, that is not gruel. No, 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 it's not. But that, I think, is what you mean. You're thinking of that, Brittany, which is very tasty. I've just been lied to my entire childhood. Yeah, no, that's totally different. They are not giving, like... Like nineteenth century orphans working down the factory, <laughs> stroganoff. No, I think gruel was something very different. It was just that the stuff yes. that mom would make looked like that, so dad would call it that. Uh-huh. And so in our house, we would always say we were having gruel for dinner. That's not what it was. People probably thought, "Oh, I can't wait. We're having gruel." They're like, "What is wrong so are with you?" you? <laughs> 
Did you honestly, I'm, is this a moment? Did you not know that? This is my awakening, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. I love it. This is happening live right now, everybody. Brittany <laughs> Bailey. Imagine the, the newspaper arriving on your front door with a picture of Brittany looking like she's just in the middle of talking. And it says, <laughs> Brittany Bailey just discovers gruel and hamburger struggle and offer two different things. And I will say, literally every <laughs> candid picture is of me talking. <laughs> my is. mouth is always open. <laughs> I do kind of like the idea now that that Ned is just kind of a drama queen and that he doesn't actually that, know that it's gruel. I love so, this. so he's just calling something. He's like having oatmeal or something and calling and he it gruel. Calls it gruel. He's yes, having a ham and cheese hot pocket. And calls it his gruel hot pocket. <laughs> I love this. That's the canon now. Yes, I'm crying. <laughs> Well, I can't wait because, like you, it is just heartbreaking listening to listening to Ned being like, you know, he loved the holidays and now he's just mm-hmm. alone. So, like, he does this kind of meager attempt at them. I can't wait until yeah. Ned just really embraces this newfound family life that he's mm-hmm. got right in front of him. Yeah. We shall look out for Valentine's Day. That's the next oh, big oh. one. I don't think they'll be ready <laughs> yeah, by New the- Year's. <laughs> Valentine's Day, for sure. Yeah. And then we have the the counterpoint that I think I might have suspected if somebody had asked me, is is Duck like super social during the holidays? I think I would have said no. Yeah. Um. But but in fact, like so, his sister's out of town, and right. we get so this we information that Jane still lives that, there. Yeah, that she's on a mission. Yeah. Um. But so that's the only reason he's not with her is because she's off doing something. Yeah. Arguably more important. So he's hanging. He's hanging with all of his <laughs> old friends who are in town, which is really sweet. It's, yeah, it's fun. Duck's a little bit of a party animal. <laughs> I feel like he's definitely a sentimental fool. Mm. But like a fool in a good way. <laughs> the person you're excited to see again. Yeah, I feel like I should. We should have opened with uh, with asking about our oh. holiday traditions, but it is oh. also August, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is a little a little trippy. Well, and that's something I found interesting. That I wonder if, and I don't know if this is for sure, but I almost wonder if Griffin is trying to get in front of this issue that they had with mm. uh, the Crystal Kingdom, where they started yeah. during the holiday season, and it was set during candle nights. It all happened on candle nights. And by the time they were done with it, it was like March. So it didn't feel so much like the well, cheery yeah, holiday Candle Nights season. lives in well, yes. Candle Nights lives in your heart. We all know Candle Nights happens whenever Not your on heart the calendar. needs it. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I do know. Yeah, and I think it was partially because for atmospheric reasons they started the Amnesty arc in in like late late summer, early fall, mm-hmm. which made sense mm-hmm. dramatically. Mm-hmm. So I'm, to follow through with that also makes sense. Absolutely. I'm only bummed we missed Halloween. I know. That's true. We did miss. Aw. But yeah, maybe the Valentine's Day episode is going to be lit. <gasps> I can't even wait. Just hoping. I will say, if y'all follow me on Twitter, you saw on August 3rd, I had my own snowstorm. So that was a good time. Oh, so this is like, right. Oh, yeah. I feel very at home. Yeah. Not me. Not Anne. my snow blankets. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I really appreciated Travis's reasoning and thoughtfulness behind Aubrey celebrating Yule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like the idea that she, in some ways, wants to disconnect from her past, but that she also still wants to be connected to something. Yeah, that that makes sense to me with with her personality. I think that was a good detail to add. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. And as a person who does like I like mm-hmm. doing little things for the changing of the seasons. 
and knowing, oh, which plants are in season and what's a good way to celebrate the solstice or the what have you. Mm Mm-hmm. You're living your best Harvest Moon life. I'm totally living the Harvest Moon life, Stardew Valley, all of them. But I appreciate that Mm -hmm. uh, reverence to nature, I think, is what it is, is what it comes back around to. So that really fits for Aubrey, I feel. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And it was was nice to have such, uh, honestly, different takes from each of them. Different interpretations of what, what their connection could mean. Yeah. Although I also, I kind of agree with Justin that in the next, when they actually start the scene with Mama, that Justin was trying so hard, Uh kind of trolling his brother, trying to integrate it into the conversation. (laughs) Because that was a fair dramatic point that it might well have worked better that way. I mean, I think it works works either way because the important thing is that we get the information. Right. Right. And it's not always easy to do that, to get the information across. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because I think this this is a really good point towards that they really don't talk this stuff out first, that we yeah. really are seeing it, hearing it Just as it unfolding, happens. unfolding, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, because they're all gathered here at the lodge, and Mama is kind of seeing what they're up to, what they've been up to, and that's, yeah, where the joke starts in. And Adrian Stern is still here, and Trav's genuine question of we haven't killed him yet just warmed my heart so much because it really does take me opposite of the Wonderland fear. This takes me back to those sweet boys and just being like, I don't know, get rid of the body. <laughs> to the point where that group giggle that happens after Griffin talks about how, like, maybe they just don't have a clip they can huck the body over. <laughs> I, like, in my, it just made me picture Taco Magnus and Merle giggling. Like, you're right, ah. you would have done it. <laughs> uh, the halcyon days of casual murder. Ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> It does seem like proof that they're kind of maturing as players. Yeah. I mean, not that there is a, a a wrong way to play these games, right. but but it certainly means that they're they're maybe not riding quite as roughshod over over Griffin's world. <laughs> that they're they're more interested in the collaborative aspects of it, yeah, um, and just not kind of casually murdering everyone, which isn't in character for everybody, right. Times have changed. Also, this is a real small town. Oh yeah, yeah. good call. And Agent Stern is probably building some. Um, oh. I'm going to get yelled at because I can't think of his name. Uh-oh. Kyle McLaughlin. What's his name? Agent Dale Cooper. Cooper. Good God. So he's got some definite Dale Cooper vibes. Absolutely. And that, like, he's mm-hmm. for sure become, like, a little bit of a lodge, not, maybe not a lodge darling, because they all know. They have to keep he's, an eye on him. What about town? May, maybe he's a hot toddy yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But Def yeah, like he's Def been no. here for Def yes. <laughs> he's been here months now at this point. Griffin says it's been when about did... four or so months. When did the last arc start? Because that's when he shows up, right? With the water monster? Yes. Well, it's every yeah. cycle of the moon, so that's the, the time structure. Okay, everybody get out your lunar calendars. Uh but really <laughs> I think because yes, I well, think so he it's did been at least a month. With... Yeah. Yeah, with the the arrival of this probably closer to threat two. from the water monster, because mm-hmm. that was that. It late... was well, the water monster was by the time they were fighting it, it was October. Oh shit, you're because right. Because they were closing. They were the closing water the park, water yeah. park. Yeah. Oh right, right, okay, right. Okay, okay. I think that may be why so, we skipped Halloween because I think it didn't yeah. line up. I assume Griffin is using a calendar to figure mm-hmm. this out because otherwise your brain would explode. Sure. So Yeah. Yeah. So at least yeah, I'd say two or three months. About that's plenty of time to. Start feeling comfortable. Yeah. Say to integrate yourself into the town. In a little town. 
Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So if they just murdered him, so you can't just kill him. Someone, <laughs> someone would know. They could have someone at first. They missed their window to just wantonly <laughs> murder him. They missed it. It's like the moon and the gate. You miss that window. Now, I'm not sure that these are the people that we should be trusting to murder someone casually, <laughs> given how bad Duck is at lying. Oh, my God. When Mama this asked him made about me laugh doing so hard. <laughs> I love that part so much. <laughs> because he has this entire, like, meltdown over... Getting caught in the smallest lie that you could possibly get caught in telling. That's what was so great. It's like, nobody cares if you didn't do nobody it. Nobody cares. Damn it. I don't know why, like, one of them walking away from the microphone it's, makes me laugh so hard. It's, it's so good. Always does. I think it's because, one, it's just funny. Like, it's, it's, when you yeah. put in that little yeah. extra effort, like, I have to move. <laughs> I have to get away from this place. Right. You imagine, because then you imagine Duck in the mo- room pacing around, going, uh-huh. like, out into the hallway, saying fuck <laughs> out loud, coming back in, so annoyed that she got caught in this lie. God damn, <laughs> it was funny. dumb lie. <laughs> And and the fact that it's Duck of all people, I just imagine Aubrey and Ned just watching him, like, waiting it out. <laughs> Duck, you good? Okay. I also very much enjoyed uh, Aubrey giving Mama a social media engagement lesson. I was writing stuff down. I love that Mama used to be popular on Vine. She did it all for the Vine. That's probably how she got started. I really want to know. Monster yeah, I really want to know what kind of Vines she was doing. Yeah. She would make um, little six-second promos for the Pine Guard. She got real good at it. Maybe she was just filming everybody at the lodge doing stuff, like oh. Barkley doing extreme cooking or something, or Jay Coolis doing, like, like Stunts. trying to do a cool flip and landing on his face. Yeah, there it is. How dare you? I don't think he's ever landed on his face. <laughs> I think, let me, let me help this out here. He was trying to do a cool stunt, not on snow, and that's... <laughs> he was trying to, like flip around on a bed or something at the lodge and mom was like i'm gonna get this kid because he's jumping around on these beds they're not cheap son he accidentally hits the ceiling fan there you go Went has his face right on the ceiling fan there we are that i will accept that he's got a little mark over his eyebrow ask him to push his sweet soft bangs aside i bet i bet you'll see that little mark still on his eyebrow probably <laughs> I have a very clear right picture of what Jake looks like in my mind. I'll draw him for everybody. I would say I would love for you to draw this this sweet, gentle it. snow bunny. He is our sweet snow bunny, and Trav knows it. He knew to work in our lodge darling to come along with us on this little trip we're about to take. I was a little devastated to lose some Barclay time, but, I mean, to bring our yeah. baby bunny boy, Jake Cool Ice, I'm down. <laughs> sure. I'm very convinced he is a, a snow rabbit. And you know <laughs> what? I will also say this. Barclay was there for to witness the reason that Aubrey gives. It's like, you know, Jake had this run-in with these people who made him feel like garbage. And Barclay's like, uh, she's mm-hmm. she's not wrong. Our sweet boy needs this. I like the idea, though, of Barclay, like, getting his jacket on, like, one arm Oh, he was, sleeve, like, totally and ready. And then fighting <laughs> Jake is like, zoop, like not not pained at all just like great put that just on like okay back on we're good yeah and it's all just happening in the background so it's just like a funny yeah, oh, little sure. visual goof that like you don't draw any attention to 
You guys were really good at this amnesty show. Right? <laughs> plus, plus, Ned is basically pitching this. I, I love how Ned brings it in like, oh, well, maybe maybe we need to teach him to be less reckless. Oh. So it just turns into like scared straight Kepler. That <laughs> they're taking him to see a car crash. <laughs> God. Right. Let's take him to a scene where a man died. Good idea. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Thank you for reminding us all. <laughs> Never forget. Oh my gosh. And then as many are they aphorisms? What is that? Reach for the stars, keep your nose clean. Oh my god. Yeah. To the grindstone. Yep. Keep your nose clean. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Just swivel, all of them. Ear to, ear to, the, to ground. the ground. Eyes on the prize. <laughs> <laughs> all of those. You gotta do it. A whole team. Oh. And break. I just imagine Jake's eyes huge, like, okay, 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 I can do, okay. And yeah. then it's, it's Aubrey telling him all this. Like, I was like, listen, kid. Like, <laughs> Listen, Rook. So funny. Because, like, <laughs> and lest we forget, before we can even make our way outside, we have a little calling card. Oh, yeah. A little paw print. A little... I'm totally with Trav <laughs> that Heathcliff, the serial killer. Was... Like, not that I thought it was a serial killer, but for a moment, like, when they just see this card that wasn't there before, the way Griffin set it up, it was the way that he was like, it wasn't there when you guys went down to the cellar initially, but when you go back mm-hmm. up, there's a card. And immediately, I'm like, oh, God, who is this? What is this? And then right. he was like, there's a pop print on it. And for a second, I was like, what? <laughs> And my well, mind clicked over after a second, like, it's Heathcliff. And isn't everything red? Which is a yes. signature yes. serial killer. Murder! Case. Yeah. It would <laughs> only be better if the, um, I'm gonna, I'm adding this to the headcanon, at least my own, that, like, all, they're written in serial killer font, which is when you just clip the <laughs> the letters from a magazine. I mean, and write okay, it out. that makes more sense than a giant cat holding a quill. Yeah, I guess that would be hard. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to guess, if nothing else, if we want to step away from the serial killer kind of <laughs> vibe here. Um, do we, though? If you want to. Um, I bet Vincent wrote it. Oh. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that he has somebody write it down for yeah. him. I was wondering, who is transcribing these? He got them cat he, paws. Maybe he does it with magic, though. Could he just mm. do it with magic also? That's true. I mean, maybe. Because it has to but get there, too, so... I was going to say, may what kind of postal system is he using? I like Magic. the idea, and I wish it had been this. Yeah. They were coming up from the cellar, and a pair of birds had oh. alighted, and were carrying it, and then, like, winked, <laughs> like birds do, and flew yeah. away. So you know, something's afoot, and... Have, you, have you seen a, a lot of killer. winking birds, Brittany? <laughs> That's that's it. They're magic. I think. Remember, we we introduced magic into this room. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I want to know why it takes two birds to carry a card. (laughs) It's a big card. He's a big cat. Well, you know, so they don't lose. Is it a card that's Garfield sized? Because if it's a card that's Garfield sized, (laughs) then they got delivered a giant card from the Gallagher prop set. That's (laughs) like this is a big card. I'm quitting this show. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Oh, gruel's not gruel, and <laughs> no cards are 20 feet. This is that 20. <sighs> what were we talking about? I have no fucking clue anymore. Let's hear it. I'll get us back on track. We have our bounties. A lockkeeper symbol. 
a Sears a Spectacles, and a Glasses. Victoria's Seed <laughs> semen. I'm, I'm, I'm very entertained that, that you guys... <laughs> You guys are like really concerned about the style and production of the tiny of the card, possibly tiny, possibly large, that was delivered, and that the guys immediately start trying to solve these these puzzles. I yeah. think I know who I'm taking if I go to an escape room, and I have a choice. No offense. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame you. In any case, when they said Victoria's Seed, and immediately seem I was losing my mind oh, because when you read a lot of fan fiction that is the thing Jesus. that comes up you're like oh. <laughs> what so what Traff reads, reads a lot of fan fiction this must be this must be victorious seed comes up in fan fiction a whole bunch not so much victorious listen i gotta take us into this next car or we <laughs> we gotta they keep sit going on this for a while you're sitting in the car gunning the engine trying to get away. <laughs> I will take off without everybody. I do not care. <laughs> so anyway, back to the crime scene where somebody died. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now we do go to a crime scene. There is a murderer here. I don't think it's Heathcliff, but let's find out. We meet Dewey. I'm very disappointed that Dewey was not Duck's nephew. I just want to put that out there. Oh my god. Oh no. Very funny. Oh no. If a Huey and a Louie show up, I'm out. I can't. I can't with that. I did did really like Dewey's character voice, though. Oh, my God. It was so good. That voice was absolute perfection. Yeah. And I, so I saw when he was, like, describing as, like, kind of tall, lanky, young, though. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I saw Deputy Durland from Gravity Falls, and especially with that voice, too. Interesting. Yeah. That's good. I was kind of getting a vibe of... The other dude from Gravity Falls. You know the one. Robbie? Seuss? You both just said two different people who I don't know who they are. <laughs> but I also don't remember this guy's name. No, he's one of the... He works with the, the main... Uh, the guy who's dating Dale Cooper. Wait, I Gravity Falls? No. Do you mean Dale Cooper's not in Gravity Falls? Oh, yeah. I meant Twin Peaks. <laughs> you mean Andy? <laughs> That's the one. They are very similar shows and yet extremely different ones. Listen, this show, we are losing subscribers listen, so as real. we record it. They just know. <laughs> that's my. That's me done. I will check everybody in two weeks and let these girls finish the show. No, for sure he gives an Andy vibe. So you got it, you got it. Yeah, I meant Andy. Okay. Of course, that's what I said. Oh. Andy from Twin Peaks, you guys. Uh, that's why I kind of was like, that was the vibe I was getting from Dewey. And do they jump right into Duck asking about his uh, his his LARPing? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So on this note, I just want to shout out to Juice for having my back vis-a-vis the planar universe theory here. Yes, yes. And that, like, the boys were kind of, like, Griff was trying to step away from it, which I'm like, are you just, like, creators of Losting everybody and, like, trying to be like, no, no, no. But both Trav Mm -hmm. and uh, Juice were a little bit like, you said all the plans are connected, so. I I felt very called out. But I honestly, I don't know if I want things to be connected from a story standpoint. And I think if they said that it wasn't, I'd be like, fine. I think we just really, as a fan base, like theories. I think we like theorizing about it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it's more it's more coming from that than than what we expect from the story. Yes, just like 
what we do in our free time. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I certainly don't need any crossover or anything beyond, like, if there's some hint of, like, Heathcliff and Garfield knowing each other. That's enough. Yeah, and that was was Griffin. Right, exactly. Exactly. Don't tease us too much. That was you. (laughs) Right. Come on, Griff. You did this. (laughs) Yeah, so we we kind of, after the LARP stuff, we, we get some kind of CSI Kepler stuff that there are no skid marks. It doesn't look like like there was anything in the road it doesn't look like he tried to break at all which is real right. fishy that is not mm-hmm. anytime you see a crash like that that's real fishy yeah right and that's where we do get like a little bit to start us off here duck talking to dewey and keeping his attention as jake points out to aubrey specifically that like there's little divots in the snow yeah i i I actually did detailed Googling about snowpack I love styles it. and snow styles because I'm have... a weirdo. Um, <laughs> and this is not this is not in any way like a natural phenomenon. I mean, I've seen something sort of like this. Like, I did used to live in a place with snow, and mm-hmm. sometimes it would rain <laughs> on the right. snow. That's when it was, what I was. You know, the temperature would come up. Yeah, and it was it was like these little these little pock marks. Yeah. in the snow, and it was a very strange effect. So, and the only other comparable thing is there are these things called sun cups, which are. Um, like uh, a divot, but much larger, mm. a circular divot in the snow that happens as it's being struck by direct sun, gotcha. and it sort of melts mm-hmm. into these little cups. I see. Uh, but yeah, this is very... I'm not sure what it means yet, but right. I'm not sure we're supposed to know what it means, but it's very interesting. I assume whoever... They just sprinkled salt. Oh. A big salt sprinkler. <laughs> you think it's... Oh, maybe yeah, they, they um, spilled some and just had to throw it over their shoulder really quick. And then it landed, mm. and that's the pockmarks. Or you think it might In be my experience been. with snow. The tequila bandit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now that you bring them up, yes. That's it. I mean, jumping ahead, two bags. Right? Say. Which I cannot wait until we can unpack that. Um, but then they kind of do a swapsies, and Aubrey is going to distract Dewey with some dope magic while the boys check out the car. <laughs> That would definitely be effective on this guy, too. Like, yes. if, if somebody oh, was yeah. doing magic tricks, I'm sure that would be his jam if he's doing LARPing. Right. LARPer reminds us of Andy, reminds us of, I can't remember Durland. the other guy's name. Durland. So Thank we've got you. Andy Durland up here, who yeah. is absolutely 100% like, yeah, magic. <laughs> the first thing he was going to offer was his gun. He was like, oh, wait, no. I probably shouldn't give you my gun. Like, oh. So Andy. really just reinforcing, yeah, yeah those, the, us drawing on these characters here. And so brilliant of Trav to be like, oh, I'm going to take his badge. That is mm-hmm. kind of bringing us a little bit back to uh, kind of taking us back to those fast and loose moments that we had back in balance. Let's steal this guy's badge. Which I do just want to point out. Badges have numbers, Aubrey. You can't just take somebody else's and give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did not lie to him because she said he was going to be very surprised, which I think yep. he will. Yeah. <laughs> Say, careful wordplay. <laughs> I was hoping she would magic up a new fake one for him. Mm. I don't think she can do that. Not yet, anyway. Ah. Oh, but I am with Trav, though. You got to do those side missions. Like, when I'm playing a game. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, mm-hmm. of course. Completionist. 
yeah. Well, and you don't know when you're going to have another chance. Uh-huh. So you got to you got to take those opportunities when they arrive. I, Absolutely. Well, and if you're going to steal a badge from someone, it's probably going to be guy. Deputy Andy Dewey Durland. Absolutely. Who no one would be surprised that he gave it to a young adult to do a magic trick or <laughs> and lost he never it found it and yeah. was embarrassed by it and said he was was stolen by a young adult magician. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Too bad he didn't have glasses. She could have gone a two for two. No. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, you just want to leave this dude badgeless and without sight on the side of the road as it's snowing in Kepler? You are dark. And he wasn't even dressed for the weather, the poor boy. That's, oh, that's his own fault. That is on he him. He should have thought it. It's Why December. Why don't you have a coat? In West Virginia. Come on. I assume it's cold. I don't know. But as we talk about this, and as these boys all talk to them, somebody's watching. Everybody look over your shoulder right now and check and see if there's a snowmobiler watching your moves. (laughs) It's a cat. I I feel fairly confident there is not because I'm on the second floor and in Mm, Florida. But How much scarier would it be, though, if there was? (laughs) That would be very scary. That makes it even worse. (laughs) So... This person is just watching them, which Trav asks if it's the Hornets. That's where my mind went to, because the only person we've seen with the helmet that we don't know who they are is Hollis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except we, we know about some other people who may be out there, too, because we have Ned's old uh, associate. Right. We don't know what's happening with that. And did, was it my imagination, or did Griffin very quietly sing Hard Move in the background? After Travis asked he about beautifully, he did. What a voice! <laughs> what? Oh my! I love that. <laughs> if he's singing about it, it's gonna be bad. Oh yeah. Real quick, did we talk about the Gatorade? No, we did not because we got. We also got <laughs> distracted by Aubrey's magic tricks. Apparently, she got all of us. She's it was a very, very good, good. role. <laughs> Well, because Aubrey's Aubrey's using these skills to to further this this scene, and uh, Ned also remembers the vehicle proficiency and uses it to investigate the van yeah. that Dannon was driving to try to figure out what went wrong that he wasn't able to break. At which point, we find out that there was a bottle of Gatorade that must have rolled underneath the brake Under pedal. Break, yeah. I'm not really sure. So he was attacked by a snow monster. Was it just an accident that he crashed, or did the snow See? monster? Does he have like Gatorade Did the snow telekinesis? Slip a I don't think a Gatorade in there. Ooh, that's a terrifying yeah. power. That you got to be careful. That's too powerful. But this is exactly where this becomes even more intriguing and just confusing. Because yeah, you would think it seemed the way that it was presented to us that there's something that can create these flurries because we see it happen again so you would think it's something that's leaning Mm -hmm. into weather or what have you but the fact that there was something in the car preventing the brake pedal from being pushed does suggest as ned says that this was just an accident we also find out that all of dannon's yeah and all of his tools and supplies are missing so we we find out Mm -hmm. that he was an arborist and we're not completely sure what was in his truck, but presumably something like axes something or shovels. Arboring, yeah. Uh, you know, clippers, anything mm-hmm. like that. And maybe All some samples arboring. of plants. Any of that stuff or just any, and any amount of it, I think. Yeah. Even if it was just a couple Poss- things. Possibly, possibly seeds. Oh. <gasps> Whoa. Brittany's like, wait a <laughs> they minute. Were probably. Hold and on. Gutter, my, Anne's mind isn't in the gutter. <laughs> 
You're allowed to do that? Hold on. This is romancing of the zone. We're in the bone zone right oh, am now. I, am I ejected from the podcast now? Get your mind no, back we in need the gutter again. <laughs> Don't you dare try to get out of this gutter without us. Get back down it's here. It's okay. I'll get us back in there. Don't you worry. <laughs> we'll never stray too far. Uh, but no, that's a very good call. Was that all of these things combined seem like if anything else that the bottle could have been placed to make it seem mm-hmm. different than it was. Or it rolled down there when he crashed. Who knows? You know? I will say it is the most terrifying thought. If you have something rolling around or some small animal that thinks it's funny to crawl underneath the brake. (laughs) Sume. Yeah. That's like the greatest fear. But when Duck talks about him and how he was, you know, really good at driving, I guess. I feel like he wouldn't have been speeding. Right. And he, if that had happened and he tried to hit the brake, he probably wouldn't have panicked. He would have depressed the accelerator and tried to kind of glide his way to Mm. safety. I don't know. Like, I think he would have had better control of the situation from what I know of our sweet Rick Dannon, the Danimal, the loose Dannon. And even as they say, because they do say he went straight off. So even if he was hitting a turn... And that's where he went mm-hmm. off. He would have at least turned. He would have done something with right. the wheel yeah, if he couldn't exactly. break. Exactly. Yeah, that that makes it seem more like he was maybe not conscious or something like that mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Well, and so yeah. my thought was like heart attack or brain aneurysm yeah. or something awful. Mm-hmm. But they're like, no, he died on impact. It's like, well, what? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, although so they might I have would... just assumed that and not looked for anything else, too, we don't know for sure. This does seem like kind of a dinky town where they're not really paying attention. Yeah, come yeah. on, Deputy Andy Dewey Derwind. I don't think it's going to be up to him. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> not for long, anyway. I really hope we go to the morgue in the next episode. <laughs> I love that out of context. I cannot wait until we go to the morgue, you guys. (laughs) Uh, But our own sweethearts have their own uh, car troubles here. Rolling through town on our way back to the lodge. Or the the morgue. Or the morgue. Now, the the storm happens first, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. They get a little flurry. They're beset by a crazy snowstorm. Yeah. In which they see my latest swipe right on OK Cryptid, which is yeah. <laughs> our eight foot tall. This is directly what Griffin says. Eight yeah. foot tall, broad shoulders, thick, muscular arms. I was like, Griffin, <laughs> get out. He's so fierce, you say, fanning your face. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, two large bags, which means he's ready to travel. He's a good traveler. And a brown robe, which is very versatile. So immediately, <laughs> I'm in. So let's unpack this a little bit because um, some thoughts on your newest boyfriend here. Um, brown robe sounds funny because we're not in the balance arc anymore. We are not in Dungeons and Dragons anymore. So I'm like, who wears a robe outside? Also, though, the fact that we know he has muscular arms, I'm like, how tight is that robe? Or is it torn off at the shoulders? Possibly. Um, Also, when I heard the bags on the shoulders, the fact that he had two bags, I was like, is it hiding wings? (gasps) 
is there something else Even like you know what I mean? That's where my mind went first. Aha. Uh-huh. Jeez, I just assumed and... he was carrying bones around or something. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys, now it's just my D&D character. That's a good That's call, exactly though, because it. Ned asks if those bags were moving, which is equally horrifying. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Although I'm not sure, I think maybe but, we're we're getting we're getting kind of a weird picture of this guy. We don't yeah. necessarily well. We for one thing, we don't know if it's a guy, but true. Um, that that are we know that the snowstorms are happening and that it's making the car stop. Right. And it's but it's it's possible that it's not deliberately like an attack. It certainly seems like it's possible. Hearing this part that Danon lost control on a hairpin turn mm-hmm. because their car stopped working and then mm. breaking and, and turning and that things were not, you know, uh-huh. that they that they just went out of control and that that might not have been deliberate or that, the, in fact, the, the Gatorade bottle just happened to roll into the pedal and it was, again, an accident. Right. And I was also interested, my other theory about the bags is that the stuff from the Arborist truck was stolen so right. I'm wondering if maybe it's related to that in some way. Like, I don't know, maybe this uh-huh. person is, like, just protecting the trees or something and not necessarily attacking anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, it's possible. <laughs> it's, it's possible. Son. I think <laughs> it's more likely that it's the bad guy, but but, but I am no, interested. I like that... the idea that it's a mis- misunderstood Lorax. <laughs> Uh, but that doesn't explain, though, then why he would be shutting down theirs, their car. Yeah. Who goes? One of them goes to where this figure was standing, because then it's gone. Probably Aubrey. I, think Aubrey, I didn't write that down. I think down. Aubrey checks it out, yeah. I think it was Aubrey and Duck go over Aubrey. there. And mm-hmm. Jake stays They were both out Ned. of the car. Yeah. Yeah. And they see hoof prints. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think of Spring-Heeled Jack. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Let's bring all of Tell them. Tell me more. Who else? <laughs> definitely not the Krampus yeah (laughs) Griffin would have had to tell everybody otherwise it's entrapment but Ned is also having his own little meltdown here saying he doesn't actually know that much about cars Uh, I love all the car talk in this episode it's so good take me there yeah although they they had a guy I don't know they started making car talk references which is so good and they had Deputy Dewey and they did not make a Dewey Cheatham and Howe reference Uh, I think someone afterward was probably like oh man oh we missed it but I also (laughs) as Aubrey and Duck are a little bit away from the car when the payphone rings and you get it you get it and then Ned yelling at them from far away that scene I was like that's a real scene that is a scene of the McElroy house circa 1996 for sure I wrote it was payphone rings they reenact the Baileys with a landline exactly this is a real scene somebody get the phone you get it no Aubrey gets it. Yeah. And then they immediately ask for Duck. Yeah, it's for Duck. Yes, yeah. And, like, so this is where, like, it's just mystery on top of mystery here. Uh, With the fact that this person is speaking clearly. Clearly and very calmly. Very like calmly. Like, in that creepy kind of, hey, this is going to happen. Like, it's an unsettling tone of voice for sure. Also, this fucker's threatening Mr. Turkesian, so uh Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit's about to go down. It's gonna it's bad, yeah. It's very uh which Die Hard movie is that? Is that three? I've seen one. Four, the one with uh Simon. Uh, Die Hard Four, Shit's About to Go Down. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, no, the one with uh the one with Simon who's who's keeps calling with the puzzles and oh, making them run wow. around town. <laughs> yeah. The one where they have to save the elderly general store owner. Mm, is that not one yes. of the diehards? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that'd be I think possibly. I don't. They, they're all the same movie in my mind, except the first one. Honestly, <laughs> Die Hard twenty seven. Keep on dying. Uh, but apparently, he has how long to save him? What's even ha- three so, minutes? Let's just so let's just wrap because this is the end of the episode here. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think we have enough to really create any theories here. But if we just look at all mm-hmm. of the things we've got right now, which is we have this car that Danimal drove off the road. So we have one person already dead. And he had been in a yeah. quick snowstorm when it happened. Uh, we also have then our people who have been in a quick snowstorm makes their car stop, which again, I like your point, Anne, that his car may have just shut down completely, Dannon's, mm-hmm. which also brought out this figure, this tall, <laughs> muscular, just ripped, jacked <laughs> unit of a figure <laughs> is standing <laughs> near the road. And then we get this call that has somebody speaking clearly. So, like, there's chances that some things are just accidents. There's a chance that... Mm-hmm. This was a circumstantial crash in the first place. But then what, how does this explain this other character? Who was calling on the phone? What powers do yeah. they have? There's so much here. Mm-hmm. There may And there may be more than one thing going on. And True. that's part of why it's so confusing. Because I, I don't think that the person on the snowmobile is related to Agreed. a jacked robe dude. Agreed. I don't think that there's a, a threat oh, there. I think sure. it's unrelated. Yes. Agreed. Well, and I want to remind everybody, uh-huh. there are no cell phones. Right. So mm-hmm. whoever's calling so who's him calling? is not, like, around and watching and knows that Duck's there because he sees him. Or if he does, it's because he's, he's like in a in building. He's, like, in a store. Yeah, he's, like, watching yeah. him. Yeah. Ew. <sighs> what we've seen with the abomination so far, they're not able to exactly communicate that. at all. Right. So it's either, so maybe it's somebody controlling an abomination mm. or using it against him, or maybe it's a totally different person who has nothing to do with it. So like the only thing that we know so far for sure is that this person seems to have something in for the forest service because the yeah. first person who dies is one of Duck's coworkers uh-huh. who he, they were, they were, he was estranged from. But was an arborist. Yeah. And Duck also works for the Forest Service. So this is seeming kind of personal and possibly Forest Service related. Yes. Agreed. Especially with the tools missing. I don't think that that's a coincidence. I think it's got something mm-hmm. to do with the trees. I don't know if it's the Lorax, but <laughs> there's something going on with trees <laughs> but here. keep that guy in your sight. <laughs> Johnny Appleseed gone very bad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other part to remember is that we don't know, because they mentioned before with them. Um, that guy who came back from Sylvain. I can't remember. Uh, Thacker. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You girls both know. Um, that we don't, we don't have any hard evidence of if somebody is sending these abominations out. So if they mm-hmm. are, is this that person or one of the people who is doing that? Mm-hmm. Where does this all tie together? Maybe this is the serial killer. Ooh. Maybe they weren't far off. Maybe we'll still get our murderer yet. It's weird how they would all tie in. I don't... No, there's so much. We're looking at this table with all of our little clues on it so far, and we're like, this equals garbage. This is nothing. I'm going to set up my murder board real quick. Do it. lots of threads. Yes. Take a picture. We'll post it on Twitter. (laughs) 
But right now, we, we know that Duck's going to have to, in the next episode, race to try to save Real fast, his, right? his friend and uh, two other innocent bystanders. Yeah, which I... Which was very specific. Like, not yes. just, I'm going to attack him, but there happen to be two people there, and I know And this. they're going to crush them to death. That was it. Like, the, yeah. the roof is going to... Is the to building going to collapse? Or... Yeah. What? Uh, if you get enough snow on something, it'll... Ooh, the roof you guys, look at this. Snow. Snow or ice can, Snow. can collapse a ceiling. Avalanche. I feel like more than just the yep. general store would be attacked in an avalanche, but... But you never know. in that area. If this yeah. fucker can do not specific little blizzards, yeah. mm-hmm. he can just send a teeny avalanche, a very thin, just like... Just this one scoop of land, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, those are all great theories. I think we got this one. We're killing it. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and get more clues next time. Uh, is there anything we forgot to mention in this episode? Oh, the Gatorade. So <laughs> yes, the, please. Uh, Tra- <laughs> I think it was, it was just Travis and Griffin, I think. I'm not sure if anybody else got it. But Travis and Griffin at one point when they were talking about Gatorade and they started saying some weird alternate yeah, names for Gatorade, there was a reason for that. They were not... There was, like, they did have a reason. There is a video that Griffin is obsessed with because he talked about it in episode 11 of Wonderful um, by Clickhole about people tasting uh, <laughs> tasting Gatorade for the first time. We will we will link it probably yes, on the Twitter. Yes. Um, it's very funny. And that was that was why they were saying those things. It wasn't completely out of context and bizarre. <laughs> yeah, Anne shared it with us at the start of, like, before we got on to start recording. And it was just, if we had been recording, it would just be silence with, like, three giggling voices as we watched this video play out it's really funny <laughs> and it's appropriate that i was the one who linked it because i am currently living in the home of gatorade where it was uh-huh. invented oh brag I that's why they call say- it gatorade oh. oh really yeah because of the florida gators yeah huh. that's why it's called gatorade i thought it was i do not know gator juice. extensively the huh. history of gatorade but that is why huh. oh wow <laughs> the things i'm learning today this is just my bean has exploded. It's crazy. <laughs> now that we've all been mind freaked by Anne, thank you so much. Uh, I think that'll lead us into, you guessed it, it's that time. Let's get to our poll. Why is she Are still trying singing? to make a She's trying to pull up the page. <laughs> nope. Got it. Okay. So, the last time we were in Kepler, we wanted to know your ski resort style and... The most popular answer was Hot Toddy Ant with 47%. I can't, all of us are going to just gather around, get those hot toddies. Let's, we're going to talk about the good old days. I love the idea of us, like all of us, like, hey, let's all, let's all have a ski weekend. Like, let's just go. And mm-hmm. more than half are just staying in the lodge and drinking. I mean, that sounds like a great time to me. Fair enough. And, like, I like my hot toddies. Let's double this down. And we will also give the results for the live show episode. Gosh, we've got so much going on. So much going on. This is that 20. Our live show poll was, what adventure do you think the Trace Horny Boys might take on next? And with 44%, the highest answer there was the high stakes cooking competition, which was Anne's answer, if anybody was trying to guess who thought of which one. I was the one who wanted to kill Kaylin. And Brittany, of course, wants to take us all to Fantasy Say, Aspen. Literally, kind of, no surprise. Our hearts are there <laughs> in Kepler. See, mine is happening stories. already, so I'm yeah, the truest yeah. winner of all. We're all winners. Let's not play that, You guys, that's who did it. Clark. 
Oh, no. And you're connected. Clark is on the side of the road. Clark is Clark, that eight-foot, muscular, those... broad-shouldered hunk of a man with hooves I think he's now. seven feet tall, but then, exactly, he's, he's got wearing his those, heels like, on. Lady Gaga high heels <laughs> that look like horse feet. <laughs> Clark, you're so glamorous. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> so for this week, we want to know who you think is spying from the snowmobile. We will have that pull up over on Twitter at Romancing Zone. And we will check you in two weeks. Till then, thanks so much for listening. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Romancing the Zone.